Chapter 29 of The Radio Boys on the Mexican Border by Gerald Breckenridge. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 29 Three Cheers for the Radio Boys. Mr. Hampton unlocked and opened the door and greeted the big fellow as warmly as he had his own son. Where's Jack? asked Bob. Did they capture him? Jack, who was peeping from behind the four-poster, sprang into the room and slapped his chum resoundingly on the back. I thought you were supposed to stick by the airplane, he said, with mock severity. Bob swung around, the worried look vanishing from his face. Hooray, he said. So they didn't get you after all. When I saw you punch that fellow, I thought your goose was cooked. Saw me punch him? Why, where were you? Oh, I had followed you, said Bob. Then he explained. Then, when the attack began, he added, I flew around overhead until I saw my chance to return and land. I wasn't going to leave without you. Presently, the government troops were beaten at the north. That was only a feint on their part anyhow, I believe, to engage the attention of the rebels. For at once, heavy shooting broke out farther down the valley. Sounded like the main body was attacking there. Then the rebels scooted down that way to repulse the new attack, and I took a chance and landed. Not a soul in sight. And here I am. Jack was speechless, but the look in his eyes betrayed his emotion. "'Bob, I'm proud of you,' said Mr. Hampton. "'Well, let's hurry away before it's too late.' Rafaela stepped from her place of concealment. "'Aren't you going to say a farewell?' she asked. Bob looked at her in astonishment. Mr. Hampton, with a twinkle in his eye, viewed Jack ardently. The latter advanced with extended hand. "'Miss Calomares,' he said, "'I cannot tell you how grateful I am. I hope we shall meet again.' "'Miss Calamares,' muttered Bob under his breath, his eyes on the beautiful girl. "'Jack certainly has moved fast. I don't get this.' Mr. Hampton took pity on him. "'Miss Calamares,' he said, leading Bob forward, "'this is my son's chum. He came with him tonight in his airplane.' The girl held out her hand. Bob took it as in a daze. "'Pinch me,' he said in an aside to Jack. All heard the remark and laughed at Bob's mystification. "'Come,' said Mr. Hampton, and once more moved toward the door. Once more, however, his steps were arrested by a noise outside. This time they heard the shouts of many men approaching the house and crying, "'Viva Calamares!' "'Too late,' groaned Mr. Hampton. "'They have driven off the attack and are returning.' Rafaela uttered an exclamation. "'Oh, I must go to my room before Papa discovers me here,' she cried. She darted for the door, but paused to give them a parting cheer. Do not give up hope, she said. They will drink a great deal, and then all will sleep very soundly. You may escape late tonight. Goodbye. And turning, she ran lightly down the steps. Jack's eyes followed. At the turning, she paused, looked back, and waved to him, then disappeared. Now what will we do? said Jack. You boys hide behind the bed, said Mr. Hampton. I'll close the door, but I won't lock it this time. For on second thought, I believe if it were locked and Calamares came up to see me, as he frequently does before retiring, it would make him suspicious. I shall leave it unlocked, and then he will believe he left it so himself in his haste. Dad, said Jack, I have an idea. What is it? Out with it. Well, we are trapped here. Suppose we turn the tables. What do you mean? asked Bob. Well, Dad, said Jack, turning to his father. Didn't you say Don Fernandez comes to call on you before retiring? Yes, we've become good companions. He guards me carefully, keeps me a prisoner for his own ends, but he is a cultured man and we have much in common. Father says, asserted Bob, that you are being held prisoner in order to make trouble between the United States and the Mexican government. 
he is correct approved mr hampton don fernandez has not attempted to conceal from me that that is his desire he sent a demand for a preposterous ransom merely in order to precipitate action at washington and he's been wondering why no action was taken well that's what father thought declared bob so he has kept the matter of you being kidnapped a secret instead of appealing to our government we set out to rescue you father says we must do our utmost to avert trouble between mexico and the united states so that accounts for many things said mr hampton i'm glad to have them cleared up but we are forgetting your idea jack what is it simply that we capture don fernandez and make him release us all under a guarantee of safe conduct said jack you see he added bob and i are both armed and we can do it good for you jack said bob i believe it can be done said mr hampton and here he added listening comes our opportunity if i'm not mistaken you boys get behind the four-poster and wait till i give you your cue noiselessly mr hampton closed the door as the boys went into hiding then the older man resumed his seat by the table picking up his book and appeared to be reading quick light footsteps sounded on the landing outside there was a pause while don fernandez searched his pockets for the key to the door unable to find it he turned as if to depart to three pairs of ears straining to hear his every movement the interpretation was clear he believed he had locked the door and lost the key and was about to depart mr hampton saved the situation by raising his voice and calling is that you don fernandez will you not honor me by coming in i'm eager to learn what has occurred the don decided to try the door to his surprise it opened to his touch i must have forgotten to lock it in my haste he muttered and stepped into the room government troops he said advancing they thought to surprise us but we have beaten them off decisively he sat down heavily it has been strenuous work he said but that is over now to find the assassin if he has not already escaped assassin queried mr hampton in genuine surprise he had not been told the don's belief regarding jack yes said don fernandez violently that miserable obregon he proceeded to relate his version of jack's arrival oh but you're mistaken said mr hampton coolly that was no assassin it was my son he came here to rescue me don fernandez leapt to his feet as if shot upward by a spring your son he cried come to rescue you preposterous then why are you here because said jack stepping from hiding with the revolver leveled i wanted to meet you yeah and so did i said bob not to be outdone as he emerged also with leveled weapon from the other side of the four-poster mr hampton quickly slipped the key into the lock of the door turned it and drew back don fernandez saw the action he glared from one to the other of the three and then sat down with a resigned shrug of the shoulders you want to meet me he said i am honored but mr hampton there is not only one son but two not exactly said the american this lad laying a hand on jack's shoulder is my son the young man you pursued for a time tonight this other placing his other hand on bob's shoulder is my son's chum well said don fernandez the faintest suggestion of a twinkle in his eye now that you have met me as you desired what have you to say just this said jack boldly we want you to permit us to leave under safe conduct we want to take father with us in bob's airplane oh yes it was my chum's airplane which your men stole in long island but we've gotten it back again so said don fernandez well nothing surprises me tonight and where may i ask our morales and von arnheim 
I see you are wearing their clothes. We've got them imprisoned, said Jack, but we are in earnest, sir, about this. We are armed and have the upper hand, and we mean to have your protection. If you are armed, you had better give your weapon to father. As your father very well knows, said the Don, I never carry weapons. And now, with grave courtesy, if you will permit me, young sir, I would like to speak privately with your father. At a nod of agreement from his father, Jack withdrew to the door, followed by Bob, leaving the two older men in low-voiced conversation. They spoke animatedly, and to the two anxious boys there came more than once a low chuckle of laughter from Don Fernandez, while they could see Mr. Hampton beginning to smile. At length Don Fernandez beckoned imperiously, and the boys approached. He regarded them with twinkling in his eyes, but it was Mr. Hampton who acted as the spokesman. "'Boys,' he said, don fernandez consents but i do not believe he was influenced by fear for his life don fernandez stood up between the two chums and put an arm over the shoulder of each or rather tried to as they towered well above him no it was not fear said he but mr hampton has told me a little of what you have done and i see it is useless to fight against young america you are fine fellows if i had a son wistfully i would want him to be like you End of chapter twenty nine